Join the conversation in Tipperary. Contact us through Facebook, Twitter or email tiptoday at tipfm.com. A listener says, I lost my only child 20 years ago and I know the pain that Jim and his family are feeling. Another listener on to say, Fran, we lost our child to cancer at four years old. We firmly believe he's looking down on us, whether it's a white feather or one of his misplaced toys that appear when we are feeling down and in need of help. That poor man has our sympathy and he's right. They're not gone. They're just waiting for us, as one of our listeners. And that's um, 083 311 Now, Sinn Féin activist Dean McGraw recently visited the West Bank representing the southeast branch of the Ireland-Palestine Solidarity Campaign as part of an activist trip. And the trip was to occupy Palestinian territories and life under the military occupation for Palestinians, meeting human rights organisations in Palestine as well. And he joins me in a studio. Good morning to you, Dean. Slightly jet lagged are we no no we're we're okay and thank you for having me and we were just talking like jim was powerful and we both felt like i i got goosebumps when he was speaking about call he was incredible so yeah. uh, that was uh, that was unbelievable so whatever jet lag i might have had i'm wide awake now certainly you know indeed uh, most impressive gentleman indeed tell me about the trip first of all is i mean you've spoken to me off here in the past about palestine is this something that's close to your heart Dean? yeah look very much so and i suppose it's something that i've I'm re- I, I'm quite passionate about. Um, I I I've been a supporter of Palestine for as long as I can mem- remember, and I suppose in in my own mind it was when you think of Irish history and you think of occupation and you think of the struggle that we've been through, the peace process we've been through, and you can trace it back. You identify with people in Palestine when you hear um, when you hear of what what has been happening of the apartheid regime of the con like the occupation, um, and it's something that I've always been very interested in, and I consider myself very well versed in it, but um, as I found yeah, out... But, but do, do you think that the general population is very well well versed in it? Uh, because they, uh, you, you made the point to me, I've heard they think it's an ancient uh, sure. uh, a battle, but, but it's not. It's relatively recent, I suppose. Yeah, a- absolutely. You know? Well, like, we can trace the modern conflict back to... I suppose really you can trace it back to the Nakba which was in 1948 and was when the British uh, state for Palestine um, left um, a Jewish state for Jewish people was guaranteed to people from Israel and people from Palestine who were already on the land um, were expelled from their villages in their hundreds of thousands and became refugees um, so it, it isn't when I, I think it's it's a of course, there is stuff biblically. Like the, the land is incredible, and the holy land is incredible. Yeah. But the most re- like this conflict is relatively, relatively recent, and um, and the Palestinians lived in peace for hundreds of years before. Yeah. Of, of course, uh, geopolitics plays very much into what what's happening there, and I suppose particularly the American influence in sure. in, in Israel and the like. Is that very evident? Is it? Oh, a- absolutely. And one one thing I suppose that I I wanted to say was language is even charged. Because the way the media would report on um, the situation in Palestine is they'd use the term conflict. Conflict would say that there's two equal sides or there's two sides, you know, knocking seven bells out of each other. It's not a conflict. It's a military occupation. There's one of the most heavily armed superpowers in the world occupying illegally Palestinian land, which is zoned for Palestinian land. It's actually closer the term would be settler colonialism that we know well in Ireland from the times of the plantations when Britain occupied Ireland 
and they brought settlers from a different area to the likes of Ulster and Munster and those plantations. This is actually happening now. In Israel is occupying Palestinian zone land and is moving hundreds of thousands of settlers into the West Bank. Mm. And Palestinians... And being allowed to do so. It, it, the, it's illegal under inter international law. The UN has passed resolutions condemning it. We in Ireland have condemned it as de facto annexation mm. and called for a halt to the settlements. Yeah. And when you go there you see just how bad the situation is. The Palestinians are being hemmed in in every corner. Um, when we talk about how I thought I knew it, so I would have read vociferously about Palestine, about the occupation, about 1967, mm. about the you know the lines that were drawn. Yes, the Golan Heights. Yeah. And, then, and, and I would have yeah. thought that I was very well versed in it. Um, I realised when I got there, so I prepared myself, obviously, um, when we got to Bethlehem, I couldn't believe, I was absolutely horrified by the way the Palestinians are treated. Uh, under in, the, in what way? I, I, I'll give an example. There's a checkpoint going from Bethlehem to Jerusalem. So just for your listeners, Bethlehem is what's called Palestinian, is Palestinian's own land. Jerusalem and East Jerusalem would be considered very much Palestinian, but it's moving into Israeli's own territory. So you have to go through mm. a checkpoint. At the checkpoint, there is one lane for Europeans and Israelis. I'm just going to move you back from nope. the mic just, just a yeah. little bit, if you would. Yeah. yeah. There is one part of it which is for Europeans and Israelis. Yes. And there's another checkpoint if you're Palestinian or if you're Arab. When we were there, we were stopped in our bus. And we saw a young girl, probably maybe 20 years of age, pulled out from a line indiscriminately uh, by soldiers of the Israeli border force, heavily armed with assault rifles. She was a Muslim girl, so she was wearing a headscarf. She was put spread eagle up against the wall. They kicked both of her heels wide. They pushed her head into the wall. They messed with the scarf on her head. And you were watching? I was, as we were watching from the... And they laughed. They were laughing, chewing, chewing gum up in her face. And the girls... The Israeli soldiers were no more than 18 or 19. This very same age as this girl. And a lot of us were rightly outraged. And we were saying, what, what can we do? And I was talking to our guide who was a Palestinian. And he said, what can you do? The reprisals on her family, if she was to resist or if she was to lose her temper, would be incredible. So, I mean, as far as you, you saw this, so your, your presumption then is that this is happening all of the it, time. It, we it? saw it in Hebron. We saw it in, um, I saw, it, and I know <laughs> this, is, this is mental, like, say you're going down the main street of Clonmel from the west gate to the main guard. Most people, I think, would know that walk. There's a checkpoint in Hebron. And if you're me, a paddy, who wasn't born in the land, I can walk from the west gate, say, the tr whatever it is, down to the main guard, pass, pass by Israeli checkpoints. Mm. If a Palestinian comes to the checkpoint, they will be sent down the quay on a different road, have to walk all the way up around the quay and up to the main guard. A longer trek. So even in the road system, it's apartheid. There's different roads and different laws for Palestinians than there is for Israelis and Europeans. Now, of course, the Israelis will talk about Hamas and they'll talk about the attacks on Israeli mm. 
um, areas and Israeli people as well by the Palestinian militant group. Mm. So, I mean, there's some validity in that too, is there not? I I, I think what people miss in that conversation, and look, we've talked before about Hamas, but they start the conversation with Hamas. They don't acknowledge that they are by force occupying Palestinian land, evicting Palestinians from their villages and their towns. We saw the apartheid wall that is effectively a prison wall that separates Israeli settlers from Palestinians. We saw that the water tanks, the Palestinians have a different water supply. They have to hoard water. The Israelis have and Israeli settlers have 24-7 access to water. So even in the lake of water. Right. But 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 answer what would be the Israeli um, reaction to what you're saying to me is look at what Hamas is doing and they would yeah. see them as a terrorist organisation. Uh, and look, in terms, of, in terms of Hamas, Hamas are, they are the organisation they are. But for the Israelis to try and say that they can illegally occupy an area and expect the people not to resist. I'm not justifying uh, fundamentalism. I'm a secularist myself. But you create a vacuum and you create a reaction in the people. If you occupy a country, if you keep the people as third and fourth class citizens, if you beat them on the streets, if you fire tear gas into their refugee camps, if you evict them from their land, if your Israeli finance minister says that a particular Palestinian village should be wiped off the map, is it any wonder that Palestinians would resist? Is it any wonder that Palestinians could be radicalised? Is it any wonder that we have a state which has different laws for different people? Apartheid, occupation, military. It's absolutely horrendous. Thing. Right. And as you say, in other places all over the world, including close to home, you see that that is the result of that sort of occupation. Is that what you're saying? Certainly. And I, I think it's, it's that... It's so unbelievably sad but look you don't have to take it from me when I was there there's a village called Horara and there was what was called a pogrom do you remember the Bombay sure. Street burning yeah. in 1969 yeah. in Belfast where loyalist mobs and the RUC stood complicitly with the loyalist mobs when they burned Catholics out of their home creating dozens and hundreds and thousands of refugees flooding to the south that was what's called a pogrom mm. it was an ethnic clash mm. clash is again quote-unquote, what they use. In Palestine, in that village, 400 Israeli settlers came into that village. The IDF were also there, the Defence Forces. Those settlers burned businesses, burned cars, killed a Palestinian, burned livestock. They burned anything that could be of any use. And the Israeli finance minister, um... Smotrich said in response to it, you know, you can think, okay, these are extremists or whatever, you know, okay. He said that the village of Horwara should be wiped off the mast, wipe off the map, but not by individuals taking the law into their own hands. He said it should be wiped off the map by the force of the Israeli military. Wow. So that was condemned. And it, you know the, with the way the US goes. That was condemned by the State Department in the US. It was com- it was condemned by Joe Biden. It was a supreme. It's a supremacist ideology to say that Palestinian, a village of people, of men, of women, of children, should be wiped off the map. And the outrage. There was outrage in Palestine. There was protests. Did you hear about that before I came in? 
did people on the did people hear about that in the EU before they came in? And why do you think there's a lack of you know broadcasting and writing about that? Is it a fear of being posted as being anti-Semitic if you yeah. if you're critical of Israel in any way? Is that, I, I, is that it? I think so. I, I I think I think it's 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 a casual blind eye being turned. You know, and I am um, I'm not any bit religious and any type of fundamentalism I disagree with, but. We heard about the discrimination against Palestinian Christians. Uh, also about Muslims. Mm. This isn't a necessarily religious thing. This is being discriminated against because you're Palestinian. And anti-Semitism is a vile, horrible and toxic ideology. And we need to rail against that. And for the people that would call for um, a mass killing of the Jewish people, they're disgusting. They're absolutely disgusting. But being labelled as anti-Semitic for disagreeing with the state yes. policies of Israel and the apartheid regime is a complete barrier. Do you, do you find it particularly interesting that the Jewish people who have gone through so much mm. are perpetrating this on the Palestinians? I, I think we have to be clear here. The majority, Zionism is this Jewish state for Jewish people. Yes. Um, that isn't the majority in Israel. There was hundreds of thousands of people clashing with the police in Israel, Israeli citizens, because... Currently, the Israeli parliament, along with the military, is trying to gut the judiciary. They are trying to give the government and army a veto over judgment, so there's no independent judiciary. There was hundreds of thousands of Israelis out protesting at that. The people of Israel want to live in peace. The ordinary working class people of Israel want to live in peace. The ordinary working class people of Palestine want to work, want to, want to live in peace, have their own, have their own state have their own identity recognised, have the same laws applying equally to everyone. There are very powerful people in a minority that are backed by massive capital and massive money in positions of power that misrepresent the the will of the majority of the people. And I think that we have to be very, very clear when we're talking about that, that to have a blanket approach to the people in Israel, because I've met left-wing people from Israel who face persecution for speaking out but the, the, the kind of powerful elements that you're making reference to, uh, Dean, um, would have me be very pessimistic because, I mean, there's been uh, peace talks taking place there for, what, 25, 30 years mm. at least, and they almost come to nothing. They almost come to death and destruction again. I, you know? I, I suppose peace talks in the Oslo Accords with Yasser Arafat signed 93 or 94, yeah. like, if, if, if we look comparatively... Um, Coming from a Sinn Féin point of view, I'll have to get this in. We're moving closer to unity all the time. If you look at our situation after our truce and our peace agreement mm. in 1998... Well, you'd, you'd have a certain you know, amount of disagreement on that. I, I, I would, but yeah. I feel... I, but you can see that, I suppose, that nationalists are taking self-determination into their hands. It's, it's becoming a more diverse society. The old Protestant state for Protestant people is defunct. Um, since the peace agreement, it's actually gotten worse. Mm. Israel has settled more people. The Israeli government has settled more people. When we went down, and this is just, again, it, this is horrific, Like, but in 1994, there was a guy called Baruch Goldstein. He, he was an extremist Zionist uh, who grew up in Brooklyn, the United States, and was radicalised. And again, it was Jewish power mm. or whatever. That, 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 was his, that was his... So he was, he was an extremist. He believed that he had a God-given right mm. to the land that a Palestinian was living on, mm. essentially. He went into the Ibrahimi Mosque. So Ibrahim Mosque is where Abraham, the prophet Abraham in the Old Testament is buried, which was a mosque in, at the time. Um, he entered, even though it was completely surrounded by IDF soldiers, and he murdered 29 people. Wow. 
the response to that was that there was a dispute about the mosque and ownership of the mosque. And obviously it's a holy site in uh, for Jews yeah. as well as Christians, yeah. as, you know, most religions. Yeah. Abraham was a seminal figure. They have now, in response to that, they have put more checkpoints for Palestinians and they have divided the mosque into two parts and claimed one half as a synagogue. So one side of the mosque is for Muslims, the second side is a synagogue. They have a wall going up in between it. So the settlers have their access and the Palestinian Muslims or Christians who wish to pay their respect and as us, we had our access from the other side. But in response to the massacre, they partitioned the church. It's incredible, isn't it? Where where do you go from here on, 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 on this? Because it's, you feel kind of helpless in such a huge... Con- you don't yeah. like the word conflict, do you? Um, <laughs> but, but, I mean, that's what it is to some degree anyway. Um, you feel helpless about it. I mean, what do you do? There's such vested interests here. There's, H- you know. Hugely. But uh, the Palestinians are great crack. Um, we had such fun. Like, I don't want to... Like, I don't know did, did Emma show you the video of us dancing. We won't be winning any awards for doing traditional Palestinian dance. But, <laughs> oh, it was fantastic. The dry humour. Uh, and they love us. Like, they, they, they love the I support can imagine, of Ireland. Yeah, I can imagine so, that, for yeah. us, it's... Very clear what they've asked us to do. It's to lobby our policymakers to right. make it unacceptable. And, th- and that's what you're going to do. 100. percent All right. Okay, Dean. Good to see you today. Thanks, thanks Brian. Thanks very much. And indeed. mind yourself. Yeah, you, you too. Uh, news and information is on the way. Tip today with Fran Curry with Slattery's Garage. Puck on. You can't beat experience. With over 50 years maintaining Peugeot cars and vans, we like to call ourselves the experts. Call Slattery's Garage for a free vehicle health check today. 067 24111 or slatterysgarage.ie.